0: A calm, beautiful podcast. We speak about the light, hold back truths to spare your feelings. We never rock the boat. No unfiltered opinions here. Oh, um, um. uh, no. You're listening to Unfiltered. Unfiltered. If it's politics, tech, entertainment, global headlines, and everything in between, we shoot you straight through the eyes with the truth. Streaming to six continents from Colorado Springs, Colorado, and West Hollywood, California. Sponsored by the Studsman Group. We're real. We're raw. We are unfiltered. This is Bobby and Luke
1: good morning everybody it is saturday march 13th this is unfiltered with bobby and luke
2: and luke fourth of july is on my mind absolutely fourth of july is on our minds and why wouldn't it be both of us as proud native sons of seward nebraska the fourth of july city uh, it was sad last summer to see uh, all of the uh, the fourth of july festivities online only so papa joe our beloved president biden addressed the nation on thursday night and made some pretty exciting announcements one of which being all adults shall have access to vaccines by the first of may so bobby Mm. not so far away yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and and hopefully, hopefully that will mean that by the 4th of July, it will be safe enough. Now, he said the small gatherings, but, you know, it, it is, you know, maybe we can get together, have some barbecues, have some beers in the backyard, actually see people that we don't live with. And right. for us, actually get on a plane or if you guys drive, I don't know how you guys usually get there, but actually come to town. Uh, I've already gotten my invite from my good friend, Jessica Coulterman to stay at her house there in Seward uh, for the fourth. So I nice. will be there, uh, whatever yeah, you it may and Josh like. will already
1: be inoculated for sure.
2: We will, we will already be fully inoculated. So I am, yep. you know, I will still wear a mask when appropriate and whatnot. Cause I think right. that is just where we're going to be still, but I am excited to say that, uh, Barring any major Knockwood uh, incident, we will be there for the 4th of July. And I am excited to have that uh, ritual back in our lives, that tradition rather back in our lives, especially because Bobby, this is a, this is a pretty special summer for uh, you and me and the rest of the gang that graduated right. in 96.
1: Tw- 25, baby. Holy shit. 25. How old are we? Not two or <laughs> five, but
2: 25. 25 year reunion yeah so uh who's our uh i think that's lamberty that organizes those things who is that let's
1: you know i think it's been a combo of shit. like five or six people i think kind of got together to help with the last one
3: mm-hmm.
1: and i'm sure it'll be the same process i think james slate or somebody okay, got sure. a float thing already and
2: oh okay pre- great prepare that and- is back <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, and then we just uh we need James Campbell to bring his uh what the hell Oh, he had this coffee can with a bunch of. Alcohol. Oh my gosh, that's right.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Maybe, that was maybe we won't be ready for the communal oh, mint uh, julep or
1: something, right? Mint maybe juleps? we won't be
2: ready for the communal cocktail quite yet. Oh, okay, maybe, okay. maybe okay. straws. I don't know. We can maybe rethink it. I right. know I was probably slurping directly out of the cans. So. <laughs> Maybe not that, but yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's well, always in addition a good to time. the
1: fourth, we'll be talking about leave the kids alone.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And this is still disappointing. Saying ain't so Cuomo. Is it time for you to go go? Mm-hmm. Do we give them out or keep them here? And you getting in on this question mark, question mark. That's a very, uh, yeah. We'll get into the uh, whole digital uh, art and oh. and 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 all that. That's definitely not me, Luke. I can tell you
2: that you're not spending millions on uh, on. Well, here's actually here's a better hot hot button topic. Is it GIF or JIF? It's.
1: I think it's whatever you wanted. I've, I've heard it both ways. I use it both
2: ways. I don't really <laughs> give
1: a shit either way.
2: <laughs> I guess it's too, too much of the teacher in me. I know that gif, the first word is graphic. So that's a hard G. So I say gif, but I've heard plenty of people say gif, whatever. <laughs>
3: right. And,
1: and for our music loop, so I was scouring Spotify and it's what, 70 billion hits. Yeah. And I went to I haven't gone to this list in a while. It's called Today's Top Hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, the very first song I do think people should listen to. It's called Leave the Door Open with Bruno Mars and Anderson Pock. Anderson Pock was signed by the legendary Dr. Dre. Nice. So Anderson Pock, Bruno Mars has teamed up with uh, Silk Sonic but for the intro music today, we've got a song called Astronaut in the Ocean by Masked Wolf. Nice.
2: Astro. No. What you know about rolling down in the deep?
1: Yeah, Luke, I think that's got a sick beat, that and is I read the title, Astronaut in the Ocean, and I'm like, well, NASA wants to take sperm to the moon, so this isn't too far off, I
3: suppose.
2: <laughs> I, I also heard uh, that NASA is strongly considering a all-female crew for the first manned mission to Mars, because that will be, even with our best technology right now, that'll still be about a year and a half journey. And speaking of sperm, uh, they want to make sure there's no babies on board when the shuttle gets to Mars. (laughs) well i suppose that makes sense because i don't know that was not i i don't quote me on that 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 was not well sourced i don't know the truth in that (laughs) but uh the meme uh that i saw that linked to the article said (laughs) from from one of the uh we're about to get into a pretty heavy lgbtq subject so from one of the uh from a good friend of mine a lesbian that uh uh, i've been friends with for a while. she posted it and the meme said, can I tell him, please let me be the one to tell him. <laughs> <laughs> so, nice. ha But nice. anyway, <laughs> all joking aside, Bobby, we've got some pretty serious stuff to talk about on the pod today. Cause yep. there's some pretty serious stuff happening in the world right now. Uh, we've got some great news about COVID and we'll get into that later, but, uh, the world continues, you know, regardless of, of COVID and whatnot, everything else in the world has kept going on as well. And one of the things that has, uh, for, 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 for the uninformed, might have snuck up on you. But for those of
3: us that follow these kind of of oh, wow. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: It looks like Luke is having some technical difficulties.
3: Uh, (laughs) <laughs> no. all right so as things
2: get better in relation to covid uh we'll talk about that a little bit at the uh, end of the show but you know, some pretty dark times have befallen the United States in terms of a few of the issues that we're gonna talk about this morning. Uh, top of the list is something that may have snuck up on many of uh, you that don't follow uh, the news around LGBTQ topics too closely. For someone like me, who is part of the community, I've been very closely watching this and Listening to interviews around all of these bills in states around the country that are targeted at transgender uh, youth predominantly. Mm -hmm. And before we get into this topic, I want to circle back to an episode we had a few weeks back. Phenomenal uh, episode. Phenomenal, phenomenal episode. We had a, a student from Seward High School on the show, and she is one of the lead organizers. Uh, trying to advocate for the organization of a gay straight alliance at mm-hmm. Seward High School. And I just want to be very clear that this is something that, you know, I advocate for there being a gay straight alliance at every high school in America because it's not about any of these crazy uh, dog whistle things that you hear. It's not about promoting homosexuality, it's not about promoting being transgender. It's just an opportunity for gay students or LGBTQ students and straight students, hence the GS and the GSA, to get together and talk about issues that are mutually important to everyone and to help their schools become more inclusive, safe, supportive spaces. Uh, It's not saying that their schools are not necessarily inclusive, safe, or supportive, but we can always do better and we should always do better, uh, strive to do better for our kids. You know, so again, here, let, let me clear up some of this uh, dog whistle gaslighting BS that you hear. This club is not intended to help boys use the girls' bathroom. It's not right. intended to help boys play on the girls' basketball team or run in, uh, on the girls' track team. You know, it, it's not any of those things. And those are disgusting, bigoted, short-minded, um. Th- dog whistles that are used to gaslight the public to make you scared of something that is other
1: right and it, and, it, and scared of something that. that they don't understand right. that's that's as as simple as it is
2: right those so, that
1: are pissed off from mm-hmm. that episode uh i have actually invited ella back uh through um uh sheldon Wonderful. and you know i'd like to get uh, ella and and more you know to participate in that discussion they're leading the charge if you remember from that episode absolutely ella's sister um is is you know coming out or has came out and mm-hmm. so this is you know very personal for ella and i'm sure there's others that are part of this organization that that would love to talk about it as well but yes uh, some some information has come to Luke and I, um, obviously, we're not currently living in Seward, but we've had people on the pod. We've got family and friends still living in in the town and county, and we've kind of been informed and updated on how some of the listeners uh, discussed that episode and, you know, kind of Luke's touching on it now. So that's kind of getting everybody up to speed.
2: Yeah, you know, we, and I also want to make sure that everybody understands fully and clearly that while I do live in uh, Los Angeles now, while Bobby lives in Colorado Springs, mm-hmm. you know, we we are not these big city libs, you know, that have no idea what happens in middle America. Please remember that we were both raised in Seward, Nebraska. Yep. Uh, we both went to Seward High School yeah, uh, I was a gay teen in yep. Seward High School, yep. and therefore I am not speaking from a place where I don't know what it's like, because mm-hmm. I, I, I assure you, I know what it's like to be in not just Seward High School, but just to be in high school, period, and be different. And, you know, so this is not trying to, you know, this club and this organization, it's not trying to create a problem where none existed before. It's just, it's just creating a, a space where kids can come together and discuss what, what's important to them. So, Right. And my biggest
1: takeaway, Luke, is yeah. if you're talking with Ella... And Sheldon and that episode
2: is that 25 years later, not much has changed at all. Yeah, that's what I picked up on the most and uh, speaking, especially speaking to Ella and in her talking about, you know, the climate around the school and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's very similar to how it was when I was there, which again, Again, I cannot say this enough. This is not anybody coming after SHS. This is about high schools in general. You know, right? Um,
1: yeah, this, this, yeah. This look, if you undercurrent, Google it, Omaha undercurrent. went through this. Omaha schools went through this. They got through it. There's, you know, stuff in their in their rules and regulations. You know, not just you know bullying and all that, but specifically right. talks about LGBTQ. Right. And this is just kind of replicating the progress made in Omaha, obviously more liberal, but, you know, there's a need for it in Seward as we found out. And as we already knew before that podcast even started, we anticipated that not much has changed mm-hmm. uh, based on that, you know, the feedback we've got, you know, it sounds like the, the uh, school council is up for mm-hmm. you. Y- You know, like some club, you want to touch on that? You know, yeah. So,
2: again, I I have to keep bringing this back to the students. This is about the students, the current students, and the future students. And this is truly, truly student led. This is a group of students that saw a need in the school and organized to fill that need. They already have not one, but two different teachers that have volunteered to be their, their faculty sponsors. And the school board is. Sounds like they're open to it as long as, as it is student centered and student led, which right. is appropriate. In which this movement is, you right. know, this is about the students. This is no. not about some insidious coastal lib, uh, you know, infringement upon local politics. It's none of that. It's none of that. That's such dog whistle, gaslight bullshit. It is right. about the kids, right? Because,
1: because we heard people were saying, well, Bobby and Luke are influencing this and trying to make this happen and all this shit. And it's like, no, Ella is leading the charge. She's, she's leading the charge. There's others at Seward high school that are part of this. And if you go, they've got a couple different Facebook pages. Mm -hmm. There are several members and it's, it's in need. And as long as Ella and her team lead it. Obviously, there's teachers that are going to sponsor it. And, you you know, there's, you know, they're going to make it happen. We simply wanted to talk about it. Yeah. Luke lived through it 25 years ago. 25 years later, nothing has changed. And that's what we wanted to talk about.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got to remember, folks, when we bring up topics on on the show, we are genuinely just trying to shed light on the situation. You know, this is, this is, this is, as we say in the intro, we're going to give you the facts around the subjects and yeah, some of our opinion as well. And if you have a problem with that, sorry, you know, it is what it is.
1: Tough shit. You know,
2: we're going to shoot you straight through the eye and let you know, and we're going to shed, shed light on difficult topics. And we're going to continue to do that. And that is why today we are taking up a topic that is just, I think one of the darkest, most insidious quote-unquote, wedge issues that the GOP has ever, ever attempted to use. And why? Because it mostly focuses on children. And when I say children, I mean high school students, and more specifically, high school students that want to participate in sports. So shall we get into it, Bobby? Absolutely. This past week, Governor Tate Reeves, in Mississippi signed the the nation's first anti-trans legislation. In this bill, it explicitly states that women's at the college level and girls at the high school sports will not be open to students of the male sex as laid out on their birth certificate. Now, this bill does not explain how a student's sex would be determined for the purpose of uh, participation, but you can let your mind go there because it's pretty clear what they're saying here. And having had and and have uh, several transgender friends, I, you know, having talked to them and having, you know, one of the things I love to do when I meet somebody that is different from me um, is talk to them and listen to them and and understand their experience. Mm -hmm. And none of the, the transgender folks that I have talked to have ever once implied that this was done wholly and completely to get a competitive advantage on a sports team.
1: Yeah, let alone high school, right? Yeah. high school what was it tommy tuberville yeah. statement last year was he didn't like the transgender because it was just guys turning into women to win high school championships Yeah, yeah. Across, like he
2: made it sound like it was a national problem yeah and that and that is what these folks like to do they like to find tiny little examples and turn it into make you think that it is this like national crisis that is like potato, we, head, potato yeah, head yeah does, does, does potato d- does the potato have a penis or not i right. fucking who right. cares? um but right. they, they look to this stuff to create wedge issues and why do they look to this stuff to create wedge issues because they don't have any other policies to stand on for example, the, the bill, the, the American rescue bill that just passed, 70% of Americans, 41% of uh, Americans identifying as Republicans support this bill. As we right. said last time, not a single Republican voted for it. Yep. so They would rather talk about potatoes and Pepe Le Pew and right. tra- transgendered uh, boys coming to take away your girls' scholarships to college all this nonsense. All this nonsense. Tommy Tuberville, speaking of Tommy Tuberville, even took it as far as during the voter uh, around the American Rescue Bill, he introduced a, an amendment that basically would nationalize uh, what they're doing down in Mississippi by saying that he took it a step further. He didn't say what what their sex is on their birth certificate, they he said they would have to prove their anatom- anatomical makeup mm. uh, to be able to participate. Uh, and if states don't adhere to this, uh, they wouldn't receive funding. Is that right, Bobby?
1: Right. Yeah. Funding. Yeah. yeah so how are they going to check this? Right. Yeah. So it's 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 uh, it's Luke Mohat, male. So what are they verifying?
2: I mean, they again, and this is why this is such a dark, dark web or uh, wedge issue because they don't explicitly come out and say how these this this girl would prove their anatomical makeup, and they can't. They're they're getting more savvy, so they can't necessarily just say the one. We we have suspicions about the team. Mm-hmm. So imagine your cisgender or biologically female, true female daughter or sister or, or niece being made to prove that they're a female because somebody thinks that somebody on the team might not be. It just. I mean, mm. again, let your mind go there. What do these men, Tate Reeves, Tommy Tuberville, what the fuck are they getting at? Like, it's just, it, it's the, the human rights campaign has come out and blasted these bills as wholly and completely discriminatory, uh, unconstitutional. Yep. Uh, there will be, there will be uh, cases brought up in fe- federal courts across the land try to get these bills struck down, but please remember folks that Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell seated nearly 200 federal judges during his term. Mm -hmm. So just because something is approved at the state level and then signed off on by one of these crazy right-wing nut judges does not mean that it's constitutional, but where do federal cases end up?
1: The Supreme Court,
2: right? And what right. did they do to the Supreme Court? So, you know, it's it, it is it is it is it is dark, and it is something to keep an eye on. Whether you, what, what regardless of your feelings about the trans community this is something that can have a great negative impact on the uh, cisgender, the biologically male or female community as well. And I urge you to listen to, you know, I'm a big listener of podcasts, um, uh, Love It or Leave It, Uh, they, actually it wasn't Love It or Leave It, it was on Pod Save America on Monday, John Lovett posts on both of those shows. But anyway, he interviewed Danica Rome who is the first ever transgender person elected to the Virginia state legislature. And she, much like me, uh, can, well, I I can speak to being a gay youth. Mm -hmm. She is able to speak to being a trans youth. And, you know, the things that she said were really remarkable in terms of how she feels and how she believes and knows these bills will affect everybody at schools, not just trans kids. And I really urge you to listen to that interview because she has some really, really terrific insight on what exactly um, what exactly the uh, the GOP is trying to do here. And to just kind of summarize it quickly, uh, if you remember 16 years ago, so if you can think back to uh, maybe seven, 16, 17 years ago, 2004, when gay marriage became the big wedge issue, remember that uh, the, yep. the gays are coming for your marriage, that yep. if you let the gays get married, then your uh, marriage straight- is somehow watered down and not
1: doesn't mean shit
2: doesn't mean anything, your straight marriage will go to hell, that uh, it just, you know, that (laughs) allowing these people to have that right is going to mean that you are less than. Right. What, what you know, Bobby, you're a married man. I'm Uh, a married man. uh, To a two-way woman, uh, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, my ability to get married, is that affecting you guys at all? I mean- No, and, and it's,
1: you know, and look at the progression here, right? that was the wedge issue in 2004 now mm-hmm. 2021 now the gop are talking like trans. you know trans is the is the the buzzword right now but if you look at it lgbtq as a whole mm-hmm. they act like it's it's they're you know they're full of disease they need to be rid of the earth and you know all this shit and it's just it's just crazy how far this has come from letting you know same-sex marriage okay and and you know it passes and everything now all these years later you know they not only want to turn same-sex marriage around but i mean any gay or any member of lgbtq i mean they act like you know they have aids and they need to be rid of and it's just it boggles my mind
2: yeah so if i can read a little bit from the recount uh which is a which is a twitter account that follows uh action in the congress so when Tommy tuberville introduced this amendment mm. uh, he said under this amendment educational institutions would prohibit uh, uh from receiving funding if a biological male is allowed to compete in any way in uh in women's athletics. Do you know who co-sponsored that bill, Bobby? Or excuse me, co-sponsored that amendment, Bobby? I I do not know. <sighs> Hit me. Fucking Joe Manchin. Manchin. <sighs>
1: So yeah, Yeah. he's
2: uh, he's, a, what do you call those, a double agent. He seriously is. Uh, Thankfully, you know, senators like Patty Murray from Washington said, for the love of God, this is a quote from her floor speech, for the love of God, can't we just have a little bit of heart and compassion in this world for someone who doesn't look or live exactly like you? Right, right. And I'm not surprised,
1: you know, a few days ago, I was reading stuff about Joe Manchin Mm-hmm. and joe biden was a huge advocate of the lgbtq community mm-hmm. and there were some digs some subtle digs and some of these articles from last year that have been brought back and i didn't realize that he we were going to have this you know issue within our own party
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know and here we are you know joe mansion uh joe, joe mansion fucking mansion but thankfully yeah Republican senators like Lisa Markowski were with the Dems in voting this amendment down. And let me say what Senator Dick Durbin said, that's always been one of my favorite senator names, by the way, Dick Durbin, (laughs) Uh, uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, (laughs) After more than 21 hours on the Senate floor, Senator Tuberville further delayed relief for American families with an amendment attacking transgendered kids. But our majority, along with like minded Republicans, made it clear that trans kids should not be used as political pawns and that trans rights are human rights. Right. So, you know, it's just you've got you've got Dick Durbin, who himself is a pretty old white guy, moderate Dem, uh, and you know, more moderate Republicans like Lisa Murkowski saying, absolutely not. This is an attack on our kids. And this is a pure and simple using kids as political pawns in a wedge issue. But then here comes Joe fucking Manchin to be like, yep, yep, I'm, I'm with that. Right. I, I, I just can't, can't, can't with this guy. Um, so anyway, to bring it quickly, you know, just to, to, put, a, 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 to put a period on this and move on, uh, folks, there, there are, <laughs> th- these are just, you know, I've mentioned one bill that has passed at the state level, I mentioned the amendment that was uh, struck down, unfortunately, South Dakota, has passed uh, a a similar bill. Doesn't and surprise of, me. Of course, their governor, <laughs> yeah, right, has already indicated that she will sign it. So these bills, these bills are happening across the country, and it, it is just if you know anyone who lives in these states uh, where these bills are coming up, and after we uh, post or after we get done today, I'm gonna put up. Uh, on the old Facebook page, uh, a link to the freedomforallamericas.org legislative tracker. Uh, And all you have to do is click on anti-trans and you can scroll through the 20 plus bills Mm. that are currently being uh, proposed across, uh, across the United States. I mean, these are you know, I, I scrolling through here qu- quickly, I haven't seen Nebraska, thank God. Uh, Kansas is on here, though. Uh, Alabama is on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we're not going to see Colorado or California on here, but uh, pretty much, you know, a lot, lot of states in here, a lot of states, Texas, of course you are, Texas, you pieces of shit, Georgia. I mean, they're just, it's just, it's really something. It's really something. And these are all, mark my word these are all being done for the one reason for one of these it only takes one of these cases to make it to the supreme court and then right. all of a sudden that is precedent for the entire country now all
1: these states that are doing you know these this legislation how many of those governors and reps and all these people that are putting these bills together how many of them do you think have actually talked with an individual that is transgender
2: oh are you kidding me i would say uh christy Nome of south dakota has probably never been in the same room as a transgendered person right, right. i would say so Tommy more against <laughs> transgender
1: from the gop mm-hmm. and yet mm-hmm. they have never came yeah. in contact with someone that that is trans gotten their point of view or or any of that but yet they're they're a fucking cancer that needs to be destroyed
2: can i also circle back to something that we talked about on an episode a a week or so or two weeks back which is the confirmation of dr dr rachel levine as the uh assistant director of health and human services uh and how rand paul that colossal piece of shit essentially likened um likened transgender therapy for underage students to genital mutation. I remember that nugget. Um, Unfortunately, (laughs) poor Dr. Levine, she has just got to be one of the bravest Americans out there because she continues to be a front-facing advocate for transgender rights, herself a transgender person. And some of the vicious, just disgusting memes and just attacks that she has has had to endure online just speaks to the utter ignorance of you know just just because somebody is different from you does not mean that they are less than you or that they are in some way defective or need to be changed you know right Right. like it just is it's who the hell are you to tell anyone else how to live their life Yeah, you know,
1: do they understand what equality truly fucking means?
2: Right, right. And we see this the, the GOP, it's so fucking tiring. We see this time after time, it's gay marriage, it's transgender, it's potatoes, it's it's yeah. cartoon characters, it's it's the caravans are coming yeah. to rape and kill your daughters and all and of this. And they all throw the Bible behind it, right? Oh, and they always throw the Bible behind it, but if these fools would ever actually read the Bible, they would be, they would understand that Jesus would probably be very much so down with a transgendered person and be totally cool with that, you know? Right. right. So exactly. I just, and they, and Jesus would certainly be okay with immigrants coming to the United States and for us opening our doors to help people. Cause yep. that's what he was kind of all about, right? Yeah. Love one another as uh, I have loved you. I mean, what, yep. I mean, Oh, Bobby, it is just, it, it's just just—it's just breathtaking. And this is the reason, folks, to bring it back around to Seward High School and Ella and team's push to start a gay straight alliance. This is the reason. These are the reasons why these kind of clubs and organizations are so important. Right. So kids, the kids, the ones who will truly be affected by this can have a safe space to go and talk about these things. Right.
1: And whether the residents, the parents, the faculty, the staff, the council, whether they care to know who it is, uh, you know, there's gay and and LGBTQ individuals in Seward, in the county, and they simply want a club. That's it.
2: That's it. That's That's it. it. And, you know, I, as I've spoken to at length on this pod, I was not out in high school because that was a protective mechanism for me. I got enough harassment about being gay without being out. Mm-hmm. that It was just my protective mechanism to live my life that way. And right. I respect, especially teenagers, their their right to live that way as well, if they so choose. That is why the straight part of this gay straight alliance is so important because I've heard some attack saying, well, isn't that just going to put a target on all of the gay kids backs? No, no, you're missing (laughs) the point. This isn't just for gay kids. Ella herself said, I am not gay. I do not identify as LGBTQ, but I feel that this is important, Right. you know, this is for personal,
1: you know, it's going to be personal for a lot of these kids.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing that I don't, I really don't understand is this, truly uniquely republican uh, issue with not understanding or having empathy for something until it happens to them right The most uh famous example of this around this particular topic would be old Dick Cheney that was staunchly anti-gay marriage until oh. My daughter is a lesbian. My daughter is a
1: lesbian. Okay. I I see. Yeah. And suddenly you need to have rights too. Yeah.
2: And suddenly rights for her were, or in her and people like her were very, were important. You know, he was never an outspoken. He never has been, never will turn into an outspoken advocate of it. And God knows his other uh, daughter uh, up there in Congress is not, uh, not a big, not a, not a big proponent of gay rights either. I can't imagine what those are. family dinners are like, um, but it, it, uh, it, it, it's just breathtaking that until it happens to you, you don't seem to care. Well, get on the empathy train, folks. Jesus would have want, wanted you to. It's about caring for others. And maybe if we had a little bit more caring for others, we would have been able to handle COVID a little bit more like New Zealand did, yeah. um, because I just read really quick. Or right Japan, when, or right before, Taiwan, yeah. or yeah, yeah. Right before we came on, I read this, and that's why I didn't get it onto the uh, outline there, Bobby. But yeah, all of those places that you just listed, what do they all have in common? They all common sense. They
1: have well, common sense. There,
2: there's that, but they all have respect for their fellow man, for their fellow right. mankind. They have respect for their elders. They have, you would never see somebody in Japan going on TV and saying, well, if, if folks, you know, 85 and older die, they're close to death anyway. Right. You know, that is just not the way, that, that that's just not the way their society functions. At their core, they care about one another. And therefore, if they're asked to do something that may inconvenience you, but is better for the greater good, they do it. So let's apply that a little bit more frequently across a number of topics. This particular topic, LGBTQ rights and gay-straight alliances and such being one of them. uh, In this case, I would say it is of no inconvenience to you or anyone that you know to let this club happen. And again, I cannot say enough that I'm not I'm not trying to say that there's any pushback against it. Quite to the contrary, the superintendent and the the student council and the administration at the high school all seem pretty open to it. I'm just saying that in general, maybe try to live life a little bit more like they do in Japan and New Zealand and have some compassion for your fellow man.
1: Right. Well, now let's 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 jump into uh, Cuomo. Oh, let's, God, You Cuomo know, a little bit. Yeah. So um, you know, we funny. don't have to spend too much time, but, you know, this guy was kind of the kind of the messiah, if you will, of COVID for New York. Obviously, uh, the epicenter, very March, April, May of last year, and we're fending for themselves, overbidding on supplies with, you know, all the other states and dealing with all that and overpaying out of the ass for N95 masks. And we thought, from the outside looking in, that Cuomo had his shit together, right? Yeah. He's 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 a leader. He's been in this position. He's he's what uh, uh, an attorney of some kind.
2: Yeah, he was the attorney general of New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know,
1: very well articulate, very well spoken, smart, yada yada
2: yada. And we all loved those uh interviews with his brother, 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 brother. One go. Yeah, we all loved uh seeing him and his his brother on CNN uh, the interviews uh, the banter COVID. yeah it was a nice bright spot in an right. otherwise dark time right yeah we all well, really and enjoyed you felt that.
1: like okay Cuomo is just you know no support from the federal government and he's just kicking ass and taking names and then he gets on with his brother and they talk about their mom and You know, it was great. It was great uh, TV. It was great
2: TV. And his briefings, I thought his briefings were good as well because they gave, you know, they gave factual information. And we weren't getting a whole lot of that coming out of DC. uh, You know, so I thought it was fantastic. But then, you know, well, and then also he he did go ahead and publish a book about uh, leadership during a crisis, which was a bit of the... Uh, r- r- kind of uh, reminiscent of George W. Bush on that aircraft carrier with mission accomplished hanging. Above oh, yeah, yeah, has, yeah. Has yep. Yeah. So a little reminiscent of that, maybe not maybe finish up the, with the crisis, get everybody vaccinated and life back in schools open and life back to normal before you publish a book about how good you handled the crisis, right? Because shortly after the book yep. was published, the first scandal broke, which was his Uh, instructing aides and staff to underreport the number of deaths associated with nursing homes in the state. Yes. So that was bad enough. And then the the allegations of sexual misconduct happen. And like you said, on the last episode, you know, typically when one or two come out, you know, more will follow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're currently up to six or seven, I believe, at this time. And really disappointing to hear one of the allegations does go further than harassment and sounds like it could be an actual uh, assault. assault. Yeah. As one of the young ladies is accusing him of actually going up her shirt and fondling her breasts. Uh, I just just cause, and you know, just, <laughs> just cause I, I mean, she, right. because she said, she was like, I don't think he wanted to have sex with me. I right. think it was just a dominance thing. It was a right. power play. Yep. And, and now the floodgates have really opened and this expose has come out in the New Yorker. God love the New Yorker uh, for just hammering the powerful man uh, about the toxic work environment that it has been uh, in any, office that Cuomo has been associated with dating all the way back to his earlier days in government. So the floodgates are open and I think because they really had no other choice, Schumer and Gillibrand and Nadler so uh, the two senators and the highest ranking Democrat from the New York state con- uh, congregation right. um, delegation, sorry, has called on him to go. They said, yeah, I was time, wondering how much
1: longer Schumer was going to stay, s-
2: stay out of it, but. Yeah, yeah. So they so, have, they have said it's time to go. I mean, De Blasio has been calling for him to resign from the jump. But those two have a feud that yeah. also dates back years. So yeah, whatever. But now, right. now it's now it's it's pretty it's pretty credible. You know, these allegations are pretty credible. Uh, and even if he survives the sexual harassment stuff. Uh, he's facing an impeachment inquiry in the New York state house over the underreporting of COVID deaths in nursing homes. So I don't know how he possibly survives this.
1: Right. And de Blasio was on morning Joe. I want to say about three, three weeks ago now, maybe. Mm-hmm. And they were asking him questions about, you know, information that has come out and, he was confirming, yes, that's the way it is. That's the way it works. We're all used to it. And if you want additional details, right there on air, he dropped like four or five names. And the next morning, Mika and Joe said, we've confirmed with the four, you know, with, I think it was four, mm-hmm. four names that de Blasio told us to check yesterday. And they also confirmed basically a toxic environments and, yeah. you know, his, yeah. the culture that is Andrew Cuomo.
2: Yeah, and I'll, I'll post this. It's here it is right now. I got it. The New Yorker intelligencer, Rebecca Traster, fantastic journalist. If you're not reading her stuff, you, you're really missing out. Look into it. But yeah, uh, yeah, abuse, yeah. abuse yeah, and Wood power. Coming up, yeah, Corey Wood should be reading this coming up for our episode Tuesday. Yeah. Abuse and power. <laughs> Andrew Cuomo has been defined by cruelty that disguised chronic mismanagement why has he been celebrated for so long so right. a pretty devastating piece i don't know that he survives this i don't know that he should survive this uh, like i said the the underreporting of covid deaths alone was going to be tough for him to survive mm-hmm. and now this and we're 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 now uh, i believe the seventh accuser is a reporter that came yeah. to interview him and she even and he even groped her So apparently if you were a young, attractive woman, uh, you just were not safe being alone with Andrew Cuomo. And he, his, just his excuses of like, oh, I'm Italian and that's just how we are. And it just hasn't held water. I I just, as much as I like to say innocent until proven guilty, Yes, maybe in a court of law, but right. in the court of public opinion, and being able to credibly lead a state during this time, uh, I don't, I don't think so. I think Governor Cuomo. I, I agree with the rest with the rest of the delegation. Like I'm in Congress, if only. Uh, right. You know, I agree with Schumer and Gillibrand and Nadler, uh, and I guess De Blasio. And Luke that between he, us, he between go. just you and I,
1: mm-hmm. um, listeners, you know, aside. Do not be surprised if you hear in the near near future his relationship with a particular equity firm mm. um, that will be interesting. Because you remember early on and, you know, last, actually last February, mm-hmm. when we first started reaching out to, to the states and then mm-hmm. the various countries about um, our technology when it came to contact and trace with COVID, Uh, there's a certain equity firm that we're calling the shots leading the charge making the decisions i'm not going to name it on air uh but the initials b s just like my name b s yes let's
2: see yeah because as as per as Per how, how these things roll out is that where there's smoke there is fire and when you have mismanagement now harassment who knows what else is going to come to right, light right so,
1: but but good thing he got his book done because but he got his need book out money there. to defend yeah. his ass <laughs> yeah with everything that's coming his way i
2: hope he got a good solid advance because he's going to need some legal some legal defense money so yes. That being said, Bobby, do you know what we do tonight? Why do we do this? I just don't understand. I don't, I don't for the life of me understand why we forward
1: and go back an hour, forward an hour, back back an hour.
2: Oh my gosh. So do not forget, ladies and gents, unless you live in Arizona or I believe Hawaii also doesn't do it. They they, they know what they're doing, right. but tonight spring forward, say bye-bye hour of sleep. That hour of sleep you got back in the fall, you're giving it back tonight because here in the United States, we do this absolutely bonkers thing called yeah. daylight savings time. Well,
1: explain <laughs> to me, right, as analytical as my mind works, I still don't understand why we've got fucking time zones in this country or anywhere. why do we why do we have the west coast time zone and three hours ahead is the east coast time zone and then two hours ahead of west coast is central and an hour ahead of that is the mountain time why isn't everybody like why tv on at 7 a.m should be the same in 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 west hollywood as it is in in new york city why do we even have time
2: zones luke so, so you're saying that our 7 a.m. would be New York 7 a.m., which would be 4 a.m. here, which means the sun wouldn't be up yet? Well, that's,
1: yeah, fine. Okay,
2: the sun, <laughs> I, I understand. But why I
1: do think, we have I think the, I think time zones? Why do we come back?
2: I think the time zones are directly related to the sun's position in the sky. And, you know, we don't want our kids dredging out to school and the pitch black, black night, you know, mm. I, I don't know. I, I, All about the kids, I, I'm, baby. I'm a little less forgiving about the time zones than I am. Well, and it's also about the farmers, agriculture and, and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's apparently where the whole idea of daylight savings time came from is before we had the technology of, oh, I don't know, electricity, right. Um. you know, like so harvest, farm- right? It was know, about yeah. harvest. Yeah, it was about and so. harvest and about having enough, a light for uh, them to be able to work the crops and get them harvested uh, before the sun went down. Well, we live in a different time now. And while I don't know that I agree with you 100% on the time zones, I can say that I am fully and completely in favor of abolishing this uh, atrocious idea of forward and backwards. But I'm not for abolishing daylight savings time i'm for abolishing the other one standard time and for let's let's spring forward one more time tonight and then just leave it be can, can we do that what do you think bobby yeah and
1: i'm sure come monday there's gonna be people late for work
2: absolutely and uh, there are so many i mean i didn't want to get into this deep but there's plenty of articles that you can look up about Uh, seasonal affect disorder and how time changes. Uh, Every time the time changes, uh, there's an uptick of suicides and, uh, you know, close calls with like overdoses and whatnot. Uh, It really does cause, uh, you know, uh, mental strain on people. And I didn't really notice it much as, as a kid and younger, obviously, you don't really notice anything, right? But uh, I sure can tell you, as I've got older, gotten older, especially this one, the and forward and losing that hour of sleep, it especially probably not tomorrow so much but 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 monday morning when i when my (laughs) you know when when i'm up at you know especially when we're early risers to begin with right Right, so instead of getting up at 5 a.m or 5 30 you're actually getting up at 4 30 you know that 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 hurts a little bit (laughs) so yeah yeah anyway don't forget folks spring forward tonight with all the automation we have in our lives your phones your cars everything pretty much does that for you now but don't forget to change the microwave and the stove (laughs) and uh that being said are you ready to get warm and fuzzy i am ready because warm and fuzzy is exactly (laughs) what the star of the warm and fuzzy moment is now as you may have heard, Joe Biden had his first uh, major controversy at the White House. One of his dogs, the rescue one uh, ha- had, had a little nibble on one of the security guards. And so the dogs had to go back to Delaware. Uh, they'll be back, but uh, the dogs are back in Delaware for now. Well, that's a dog behaving badly. In my, in my warm and fuzzy today, I have a, a dog behaving heroically. <clears throat> A man had a stroke four months after adopting a dog. He credits the dog with saving his life. Brian Myers knew he was in trouble when he fell to the floor. He had no feeling on the left side of his body could not stand or crawl. Few minutes later, he felt licking and crying and whimpering as his dog came over to check on him he slowly was able to get his hand to her collar and then what happened next was stunning now mind you this was not a trained service dog quite to the contrary this was a dog that he had only had for about four months and he only had this dog because this dog had had a rough life he had been placed and removed from several homes he had even been placed and removed from three Uh, uh, rescue operations he was in his fourth and final what they call last chance or she excuse me the dog is a she last chance last chance uh rescue shelter Mm, you folks probably know what that means well somebody at the shelter who, who who knew brian thought this might be a good match so they shot him a picture of the 100 pound german shepherd called sadie He went to the, he said, wow, that's a big dog, but he immediately went to the shelter after about 20 minutes of play. He said, yep, yep, this is the right dog for me. That day, he filled out the paperwork, she got in the back seat and they've been living together ever since. Well, back to that day, Brian had suffered a stroke. He didn't know it at the time, but in his sleep, he had suffered a stroke. He had COVID not once, but twice, yes, he was one of the rare people who got it one time and then caught one of the variant strains and got it the second time, okay? Later, an MRI revealed that uh, neuropic damage had caused clots to form, which made him suffer a stroke in his sleep. So when he got up to go to the bathroom the next morning, he had no idea what was going on and he crumpled to the ground, the dog comes over to him is you know, showing empathy and concern. He's able to grab her collar. She slowly, over the course of about five minutes, slowly but surely pulls him close enough to the dresser where he could just barely reach up, grab his phone and call for help. The doctors said that if that dog was not there to help him get to that phone, he would have died right there on the floor so here is to good dogs everywhere may they be your warm and fuzzy and keep you happy all your days
0: you've been listening to unfiltered with bobby and luke politics tech entertainment global headlines real and raw real and raw finally a podcast with real talk and no bullshit we hope you enjoyed the show but if we pissed you off that's okay too find us on facebook and twitter at bobby and luke on Instagram at unfiltered with Bobby and Luke. And on LinkedIn at unfiltered dash with dash Bobby dash and dash Luke. How many dashes do we need there, fellas? My God. Anyway, make sure to like, rate, and review. And of course, leave a comment. And check out the website at bobbyandluke.com. This is Unfiltered signing off.